Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week on our second stop on the world tour, we have gone to Denmark, where we are joined by Tails DK. Hi. Hello. How are you doing, Tails? I'm doing all right. Uh, I've been doing well today. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Well, because you're brand new here, we get to start with the passport check, which is what we're calling it this season, where basically we check your passport for your favorite video game, favorite video game character, and favorite video game soundtrack. So my favorite character is, uh, surprisingly, Tails. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not just a coincidence. (laughs) No. As for my favorite video game soundtrack, that's so hard. I listen to so many. I'd probably be inclined to say that it's over in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Ooh, I which love them. one? It'd probably be Super Mystery Dungeon. Okay. Honestly. That's like the one Mystery Dungeon game I didn't finish. It has a... So basically it has the entire soundtrack from the previous game, Gates to Infinity, in it as well. So, <laughs> so it's two in one. Yeah. Okay. And what about favorite video game? Favorite video game. Uh, that's really hard. It is. It's it's the most loaded question we ask on this podcast. I think it probably be have to. I'm just gonna go with like uh, nostalgia probably and say Pokemon Platinum. That's that's definitely up there for me. You know what? That's a that's a solid game. Platinum is in my top. I would say top three Pokemon games of all time. Honestly, yeah, it's just that good. And uh, boy, it was a week for video games this past week, <laughs> uh, where we got not one, not two, but three. <laughs> Three uh, video game conferences, plus, of course, uh, we'll be also be talking about the Assassin's Ubisoft Forward event, because we didn't cover it last week, as it was literally happening as we were recording last week's episode. So, we've got four <laughs> major uh, gaming showcases in Woo. fall to cover today. So, starting off, our headline of the week is the PlayStation State of Play. Where it was, you see, depending on what type of fan you are of the PlayStation games, it was either a really good one or, you know, just a, a slightly average one. They started off by showing us Tekken 8 footage, which is cool. If you like Tekken, we don't have any release date. It was just Jin and Kazuya fighting each other in like a rocky place and the ocean was in the background, I think. It was pretty dark too and moody which is kind of how the Tekken games I find are. <laughs> we got yeah. our uh, our Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy Edge Enhanced Edition and Demio. That was basically all the VR stuff we got at this event, which, thank God, honestly, the PlayStation VR stuff is very eh 
in my opinion. The Star Wars game actually looked pretty good. It looks good. I feel like all it is is a big way for Disney to just promote Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, though. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we probably got the biggest news, which if you're a fan of the Yakuza franchise, something you've been waiting for since 2014, Ishin... Uh, the Samurai spin-off game is getting rebuilt from the ground up to become like a Dragon Ishin, and that comes out February 2023. It will have more details on that, but they showed off the initial trailer, and I gotta say, oh my god, I am so happy about that. It's... Oh... <laughs> um, it's, it's gonna be great. I am so excited to play that in February. I'm so happy to see like a franchise like Yakuza just doing so well. Yes. And uh, sadly, this does mean Kenzin, the previous Samurai game, as there were two, uh, most likely just going to stay as that uh, the one of the few games that will just stay in Japan for the Yakuza franchise. Sadly. But e- we're getting Ishin, so we got one of them. We got one of them. Uh, we then also got a new Hogwarts Legacy trailer showing off a new side quest in the game that's pretty dark and spooky. You go inside a chest and there's a lot of weird things to try to kill you, it looks like. I'm, I'm, so, I'm still excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I'm just uh, really, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see all the stuff that the game actually has. And hopefully it uh, isn't broken when it comes out. Yeah, I hope that the it does it's better than the usual, you know, movie video games yeah definitely uh we then got a new game shown off pacific drive a i guess you could say horror driving survival type game it's set for next year no exact date just a 2023 window it looks cool i thought it was the the new alan wake honestly when they started it I'm like okay dark moody ambience there's a car so you know he's probably just gonna drop himself off and then go walk into the forest or whatever no it's completely something else so well i want to see more on this game to find out more about this one i definitely it's definitely one that looks intriguing enough uh we also got uh sin duality and stellar blade uh stellar blade formerly was known as project eve we got new trailers for both of those uh sin duality being completely new it's a mech and gathering slash survival type game Eh. Looks run-of-the-mill. Stellar Blade, again, formerly Project Eve. I'm, I'm not interested in the game, honestly. Looks cool. I think it shares a lot of combat similarities to, like, uh, pl- Platinum-type games. Yeah, it looked like something that was really focused on the Japan fan base. And then we got, uh, for people who have wanted, you know, more Samurai-type games, Rise of the Ronin. And it's from Team Ninja and Koi Tecmo, the people who do the Warrior series. So you know it's going to be a fun little hack and slash type combat uh, with other things. So I'm kind of looking forward to that one. It looks pretty sick, and I like their combat systems. Yeah, I was I was mostly excited that they uh, they mentioned the whole story because like uh, Japan used to be this closed off country and they showed the black ships coming in which is yeah. the portuguese and oh, it was, yeah. and then they open up the country with the tokugawa it was so cool story i can't wait for that 
This is going to be sick. And lastly, they showed off to end the show. It was like, okay, how are they going to end the show? Are they going to show Spider-Man or is it going to be more God of War? And it was more God of War Ragnarok. And not just a story trailer, but also they're getting an exclusive PlayStation 5 controller. Controller was almost really troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but if you're a fan of controllers and you're a controller collector, now you have another one to add to the collection. Uh, but that was everything at the state of play. Uh, it was a solid, for me, it was a solid 10 out of 10 because Yakuza. But still, uh, good show nonetheless. It was short, sweet, and uh, it had some pretty heavy hitters in there. I would have liked some Spider-Man in there. I think that would have brought it over the edge because I think a lot of people are wanting more of Spider-Man because it comes out next year. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, it's a fight. Now it's time to dive into what else happened this week. Let's take a look back at, at the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. Uh, starting off, we had some game releases come out this past week. Little Orpheus, You Suck at Parking, and probably what the one of the bigger games this week, Metal Hellsinger. Uh, the Rhythm Doom game that has released with a bunch of metal bands. I believe System of a Down is also uh, the lead singer of that is uh, has some music in the game as well. So, yeah, I looked it up a bit. It actually looked really interesting. It has oh, yeah. really cool I'm, mechanics. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm probably getting it short, very soon. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm probably going to get it next week now that I've been paid. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, very excited for that. Uh, in the world of gaming news, like I said at the top, a uh, quick recap of the Ubisoft Forward since we didn't cover it last week. Uh, a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff. Like they basically, it was the Assassin's Creed show. Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out next year. It takes place in Baghdad. It's going back to the series roots of the original Assassin's Creed games where it's stealth action which is really nice for a lot of older fans like myself. And then they announced future installments, uh, Codename Red, which will take place in feudal Japan, and Codename Hex, which we don't know much about that one. Uh, Codename Jade is an open-world Assassin's Creed that they're working on for mobile devices. They also talked about Valhalla's last DLC, which will be coming out, I don't remember when. And also, it's getting a Netflix series as well. So hopefully it's not as bad as the movie. Uh, on t aside from all of that, uh, some of the bigger things that stood out, Trackmania, the PC exclusive uh, game, that is finally coming to consoles. And they talked Mario and Rabbids, showed off a lot more of that. And they also announced a nice little piece of DLC for the game. Rayman is coming back and he will be getting his own DLC in Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, Mario Rabbids looks really cool. I played the first one. I actually really liked the first one. I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm surprised how much I enjoyed a type a game like that, considering it was like my first of that genre. I don't know, tactical RPG. Yeah, no, tactical. Tactical. Yeah, it's it's, it's like XCOM, and I've never really played like an XCOM type game. Really cool, good, and I'm actually kind of excited. I probably will play the sequel when it does come out if not right at launch a little shortly after launch uh in garfield news because garfield's back in the news uh lasagna party garfield lasagna party was announced and that's a game that'll be coming out this november 
So I believe it's a Garfield Mario Party type game. So if you if if you liked Garfield Kart, I'm sure you'll love Garfield Lasagna Party. Uh, from here, we now go into our third showcase, the Ryugagatoku Showcase, which was an hour-long presentation where they talked about uh, basically the franchise. Starting off, they started with Ishin News, uh, basically showing off an extended trailer, and they're like, also, we've because of this, we've actually integrated characters from 0, 6, and 7, since the original Ishin didn't have those games when that was made. So... You have uh, characters like Zhao from Seven appearing. Uh, you have the Kuze and Awano from Zero, the Dojima lieutenants. They're in there. And also some characters from Six. Um, I believe I saw some of the Hiroshima clan that were in Six in the trailer as well. So that's super cool. Super excited. Again, Ishin's going to be great. Uh, we also got, for people awaiting these two games, Judgment and Lost Judgment are now available on PC, uh, basically rounding up all of the Yakuza games now for modern consoles, aside from Yakuza of the Dead, which is still only on PlayStation 3. So that's what has to happen next. If that could happen, and then, I don't know, they release the, the three-piece series of games that were on the PSP, that were also spinoffs in the West. That would be great, RGG. Uh, but then we got two other brand new games. First, Yakuza 8 was revealed, or Like a Dragon 8, where they showed off uh, the Chad Narukami has become Kazuma Kiryu with Kiryu's new hairstyle. He's gotten old, and people have memed it so badly that I saw a photo photoshopped of... Kiryu was Darukami, and Ichiban was Joker. Really, really great, but I'm excited. That comes out 2024, and we also got Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, a side story game that will take that tells the story of what happened to Kiryu after the events of 6 up to the events of Yakuza 8. And that comes out next year as well, so we're getting two Yakuza games next year. 2023 is going to be great. Very hype. We also got a brand new Street Fighter 6 trailer showing off character customization, like full-on create-your-own-character. Uh, a new, I guess, single-player story-type mode. A world, I think they called it the World Tour. Uh, they also showed off four returning characters, Ken, Dalsim, E-Honda, and Blanca. Uh, a new game mode with stage hazards. And basically items, also the online hub and how online battles will work. And all of this can be tried out in October as that's when the beta is coming. So Street Fighter 6 looking more and more very different from the rest of the series. Very, very different. In League of Legends news, Little Nas X will be performing this year's uh, League of Legends World's Anthem. And there, he's also going to be helping design a champion skin. And legit, all over social media, they've been like uh, promote, t making this seem like he's become the new president of Riot. Let's go. Kind of funny. I I'm interested to see what the song will be because, as you guys, as people know, League of Legends, despite me not liking their game at all, the music that they put out for like the events and skins and whatnot slaps. 
In Game Pass news, Danganronpa V3 and Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Remastered. Those are two games coming to Games Pass pretty soon. In Blizzard news, which it's not good news. Uh, along with this first part, uh, Overwatch 2 revealed their new hero, Kiriko, a new support character to the game. And also, Overwatch 1 will officially be dead October 2nd. That is when they are killing the servers. It's been such a game that has been the like uh, it's been so popular when it launched that i think it's like you know the lately it has been less active than it used to be yeah very much so and that is also because of just blizzard's business models and also you know the shit that they do and they shouldn't be doing like i don't know getting into lawsuits because your co-workers can't keep it in their pants uh, it's yeah, yeah no I I don't like Blizzard. Uh, I feel bad for you if you liked Overwatch one and the game will be going away for good, uh, and you're going to be forced to play Overwatch two, which is already getting not a lot of positive things said about the game. Rest in peace, Overwatch. You were pretty good to a lot of people. In EA news, which is a surprising turn for EA, The Sims 4, the base game, is going free-to-play on October 18th. All the expansions are going to stay as they're, as you pay, uh, but basically that's how Sims 4 is going to be now. Is basically you're just going to keep releasing expansions and whatnot, so you can pick and choose what you want, but the base game will be free. So I kind of like that. I think that makes sense for a game like Sims 4, with how big they, how many expansions they've put out for that game as well. In Halo news, Bonnie Ross, the uh, head of 343 Industries, she has stepped down. Uh, so now the production head, Pierre Heinz, is taking over as the studio head. And also, the Halo TV series has gone into production for Season 2. In PC gaming news, Triangle Strategy is coming to PC next month. The Switch-exclusive tactics game. Uh, now coming to PC. I hope it uh, does well. Uh, I think it's a really cool game. It's kind of like uh, Octopath in a sense, where it has all of the story. Mm-hmm. But then it's uh, a Fire Emblem type game as well. I-, I thought it was so much fun to play through. Yeah, I played the demo of it. Not all of the demo, but I did play a bit of the demo. I, I enjoyed what I played, but it wasn't enough to hook me to get the full game. But I did enjoy what I did play. In Discord news, their integration with Xbox is now fully live. So now PlayStation, you can link your PlayStation and your Xbox account with Discord and use the apps on your consoles, which is super dope. Uh, One Piece Odyssey has an official release date now of January 13th, 2023. And lastly, Genshin Impact is getting an anime adaptation. And also a virtual trading card game within the game, as they announced in a recent uh, update video for the game. That's interesting and cool. The anime waifu game is getting an anime. So now you could. I wonder what the plot will be for that. I wonder if they're going to. Yeah, I actually have no clue. I've heard that they have a story in the game, so you know. I mean, yeah, I know they they have a story, but like I lost track of like how the story has gone because I played Genshin around when it came out. I got to Ilue. Yeah, it, that's about as far as I got. Yeah, I played that as well, basically. So that's it for video game news. In the world of TCG, 
Ultra pre uh, starting with Pokemon Ultra Premium Collection Charizard promo cards. Cards they were revealed and they will be in stores at the end of October on the 28th. And of course, the Scarlet and Violet TCG will be coming out next year, 2023. And they'll also be bringing back EX cards. And they also just revealed uh, a new evolution uh, pack set uh, coming to GameStop, which is really cool. It has yes. like all of the evolutions and EV. Yes, so if you like Eevee, that, go give GameStop your money, which will in turn give Pokemon your money, because that's all they do. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, starting with Master Duel updates, hey, a new ban list ha coming out Monday the 19th, uh, Crystron Halky Fibrax banned! Banned, gone. Banned, it's gone, and Water Enchantress, uh, that's getting limited. Yeah, and so is uh, Spellbook of Judgment. Yeah, Spellbook of Judgment. They're like, hey guys, the new structure deck we're releasing on the 19th as well is going to be featuring a card that we're banning. <laughs> so we, we've changed it a bit. So that's uh, that was funny. Uh, also, starting on the 19th, the new festival, the Synchro Exes Festival, will be starting on the 19th as well, which thank God, because... I need like 15 more levels on my dual pass for Bitron, and I ranked is killing me. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was I, I I got back to platinum and I hate it. Uh, I, I'm I'm slowly climbing up platinum, so yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I built a new FTK deck though, because <laughs> I learned about uh, the Cyberstein FTK deck. Which I think is cool, so I built it because I'm like, damn, it's actually pretty cheap as well. Not gonna lie, it's only like maybe 120 UR. Oh yeah, that's pretty cheap. It's cheaper than all the other decks right now. It's, yeah, like the only URs it uses, and most people have like most of the URs because it uses like two called by the grave, which people usually will usually have by now. Uh, Cyberstein, which is obviously the UR, which you can only have one of anyway, so, and there's, like, one other UR it has in the main deck, and, like, the extra deck maybe has one UR as well, so, rel relatively cheap, relatively cheap deck to build if you wanna go fast, you just gotta pray to God you go first, and, uh, pray to God they don't have shit to negate you, but it's, but hey, maybe it's what I'll use. Uh, in the world of TCG, however, 2022, Ten of the Pharaoh's Gods, that comes out, uh, that's actually out now. It came out yesterday, the day of recording this, the 15th. Darkwing Blast releases on the 21st, the Dark World Structure Deck on December 1st, and Dark Magician Girl Accessories on February 9th of next year. And in Magic Gathering news, Dominaria United is available now, and we really haven't heard much else in the world of Magic the Gathering releases, and we probably won't for a little while longer. So that's all we got for you in the world of TCG, and there is no board game news this week. And that's a look at the week in review. Do you have any other thoughts on any of those things, Tails? No, I think it's been a really eventful week. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's been a lot of things just happening. And if you're wondering, hey, wait a minute, isn't, wasn't there a Nintendo Direct? Well, we're saving that for just a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, but first, before we get into that, it's time to look at the week ahead and see what games should be on your radar for September 19th to 25th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. 
Starting off on the Monday, one single release, Return to Monkey Island, comes out on the PC and Switch. On Tuesday, Hard Space Shipbreaker comes to the PS5 and Series X. Jack Move comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Solstice comes to the PS5, Series X, and PC. And Construction Simulator comes to everything except the Switch. On Wednesday, Gundam Evolution comes to the PC. On Thursday, No Place for Bravery comes to the Switch and PC. Serial Cleaners comes out on everything. Sessions Skate Sim comes out on the Playstations, the Xbox One, and the PC. Slime Rancher 2 makes its way to the Series X and PC. The Dio Field Chronicles comes out on everything. Potion Permit comes out on everything as well. And Train Life, a railway simulator, comes out on the PlayStations and Xbox systems. And lastly, on Friday, Shovel Knight Dig makes its way to the Switch, PC, and iOS. And DreamWorks Dragons Legends of the Nine Realms comes out on everything. And those are your releases for next week. Any thoughts on any of those tales? Uh, I personally haven't looked too deep into all of the games, but, you know, I was excited for new games coming out. <laughs> uh, I think one of the big ones that people are excited for is Slime Rancher 2. Uh, the first one was a cure for uh, your your daily boost of serotonin. <laughs> uh, and so I'm sure the second one will also be a boost of serotonin. And also, uh, the odd Monday release, because you don't really see games coming out on Mondays, Return to Monkey Island! A franchise that hasn't seen a game in forever, finally making a grand old return. And I believe if you pre-ordered the game or you get the special edition, you get a special item in your inventory that cannot be used anywhere in the entire game. It's just there in your inventory for you to admire, which I think is hilarious. Uh, and that's everything that should be on your radar. And now it's time for us to dive in and talk about what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And our first topic, the Nintendo Direct. Oh, it was loaded. So before we get into everything, what were your thoughts on the Direct overall? Uh, I think it was really good. There were so many different games, a lot of farming games, which we'll get into, I guess. But uh, there were some games that really got me excited in there. Uh, starting off, I think we'll talk about some of the big things first before diving into all the headlines. Uh, they opened up the show with Fire Emblem Engage, and also a release date, January 20th. The, the next mainline Fire Emblem game, where you can use rings to summon characters of Fire Emblem old, like Marth, Sigurd, Celica. I think those were the only three that were shown off in the trailer. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, always new Fire Emblem game. And also, out. I heard a thing that the character designer works on VTuber models, which is why uh, you, the designs of the pro tags are the way they are. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, we also got Octopath Traveler Two coming out February twenty fourth. I'm so excited for that game. <laughs> uh, Are you a they... fan of the first? Yeah, they already released the, the main themes for the game on their website, and it's so good. So excited for it. Excellent. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. I just, I just love the art style that they've Square has gone with, like, some of their more, I guess, modern-ish RPGs. I love the design. Yeah, they do have. as well. 
Uh, we got a Mario Strikers Battle League free update 2. Adding new, of course, a, sta a new stadium, new items, and two new characters. Diddy Kong and Pauline. Uh, keeping the game kind of alive for yeah. players. And also Mario Kart 8's Booster Course Wave 3 comes this holiday showing off the Christmas stage that Christmas course that was used in Mario Kart Tour and Peach Gardens from the DS. Which Peach Gardens, great course. Great I love Peach Gardens. I really am excited to see what else they bring back because Mario Kart has so many tracks that they can just take out and you know put in their games. Oh yeah, that, yes they do. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, that was shown off, and they're like, hey guys, remember that golf update we said would come into the fall? Well, it's not quite ready, so we're pushing it back to holiday 2022, which honestly I think is smart on their end. Because yeah. what... Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint you a picture. It's Christmas time, or whatever holiday you celebrate in of this year. You're with the family, you have your little cousins or nieces and nephews, and they're getting a little restless, and everyone's kind of getting restless. It's like, oh man, we should find something to do. And you forgot your Yahtzee at home. Well, thankfully for you, you have a Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo Switch Sports is the game for you to play with little kids and your grandparents. That everyone can have fun, because it takes you back to the days of Wii Sports. And then they, hey, they just released a new update, adding golf back into the game. This is the perfect time to play the game. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I think it's a good move to, for them to, as long as it comes out holiday 2022, I think it's a good move to get people to play the game around that time of year. Uh, then in the biggest, I guess people, what people say is a debate, but it really wasn't. Uh, Miyamoto comes out. He's like, hey guys, uh, first Mario movie still happening. Hope you guys are excited. Also, <laughs> let's talk Pikmin. And everyone's like, whoa, wait, what? First, I just want to tell you guys, because some of you guys are uninformed and don't know about Pikmin Bloom, which has been out for a couple months now. It's basically a pedometer. But a game. Yeah, it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like, okay, cool. I knew about Pikmin Bloom for God knows how long. Anyway, here's Pikmin 4. And the world cheered. It's coming out next year, I believe. And we don't know much else about it. That's that's about it. No yeah, gameplay. Yeah, they showed a logo. Yeah, they showed the logo. That was it. Uh, we also got uh, some more stuff for Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3. It actually got a whole gameplay trailer after the direct. Uh, I gotta say, it looks really good. Yeah, the trailer looks super good. I, I love the new gameplay mechanics they're adding to yes. uh, the fighting. Uh, we also got a trailer for Spike Chunsoft's next game, Rain Code. Uh, this is, of course, done by the developers of the Danganronpa series uh, and the I, the Somnium File series and the Zero Escape series. Basically, if you're if you've played a visual novel, a popular one, it's most likely by Spike Chunsoft. It comes out early spring 2023, and I gotta say, it lo it's looking pretty good. I'm excited for Rain Code. Yeah, it definitely had some Danganronpa elements. You could definitely yeah. see it. But the um, character design, especially, like it's very Danganronpa. Yeah, character designs. But 
but it looked cool. I like the uh, Danganronpa series, so... I do, see. too, except for Ultra Despair Girls. <laughs> but mostly because of the, those fucking kids. Anyway, we also got what probably no one expected. Tales of Symphonia is getting remastered, which is exciting for a lot of people, because it was a lot of people's first... It, it can be considered what a lot of people's first RPG uh, back when it released... Uh, the remaster comes out early 2023. And then uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out February 24th for th Kirby's 30th anniversary. This is, of course, the Wii game uh, now getting ported over to the Switch with new graphics and whatnot. And also a new copy ability, which is exciting. I'm excited to play that. Kirby's been on a roll recently. Yeah, it's going to be actually interesting to see how much it sells after Forgotten. Yes. Um, and now we dive into all the things that were headlines, some bigger than others. Uh, it Takes Two comes out on the Switch on November 4th. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, previously a Japan-only game, is coming to the West in 2023. Xenoblade 3, their second expansion, their Wave 2 of their expansion past, is coming out shortly with the new character Eno. In the weirdest thing, Fist of the North Star is getting a fitness boxing game. So you can punch to the beat with Kenshiro. Oh, so confusing. That it was, <laughs> I, I, that. I, was, I was just, excuse me? So, uh, yeah, that's happening. Uh, if you get it, please let me know how the game is. Tunic coming to the Switch later this month, at the end of the month, alongside the PlayStation release of the game. So that's exciting. Tunic is probably one of the best indie games released this year, and you should definitely play it. Uh, we got more info on Front Mission 1 and 2 remakes, and they also announced that the Front Mission 3 remake is also coming out on the Switch. So you'll be able to play all the Front Mission games on the Switch very shortly. Uh, and now we'll uh, jump ahead to a few things here. All of the farming games that were shown off. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, a remake of Harvest Moon, It's a Wonderful Life. That was actually a good one. That one you should be excited for. Faye Farm, coming out spring 2023. Rune Factory 3 Special, and also a new Rune Factory series is in production. Uh, Various Day Life. It's a life sim with RPG elements. Harvestella got another trailer. And that was, I think, about it that was, like, important. There were other farm games, too, but, like, let's be real. The Switch is the home for farm life simulators. Yeah, uh, most of them, they have definitely people who like, enjoy playing them, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got a Theater Rhythm trailer. Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line comes up February 16th, giving you over 380 songs from the Final Fantasy series. Over 400 if you get the special edition and the DLC. Uh, so, uh, I'll, you know what I'll be playing next year. And it's Theater Rhythm. I'm kind of excited for that because I've been addicted to Final Fantasy XIV and uh, I really like the music in XIV, so it, it, I'm excited. Uh, we also got our N64 Expansion Pass games that are coming out soon. Pilot Wings 64, Mario Party 1 and 2. Those are going to be making their way to the Switch this year. And Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, Excite Bike 64. Those are all coming next year on the Expansion Pass. And also, GoldenEye. 
James Bond 007 Goldeneye making its way, I believe, next year is what it said. Yeah. Uh, with so. online play, though. So that's really exciting for the expansion pass. These a big, big announcement for the lineup for the expansion pass. Yeah, it's surprising it took so long for all of these games to come because, yeah. you know, they're major games on the N64. So, yeah. Uh, we also got Factorio, a planet management sim, Ib, a horror indie game, Atelier Rise of 3, which comes out February 24th, which is a RPG, but it's got the artwork style of Genshin Impact. Uh, we got your yearly Just Dance trailer for Just Dance 2023. Resident Evil 8, 7, 2, and 3 are all getting cloud versions coming to the Switch, with Resident Evil 8 coming first, and then 7, 2, and 3 coming later. Sifu is coming to the Switch. We got more info on Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which comes out December 13th. And then we get to the big thing. The way the show ends. Legend of Zelda. And we can stop calling it Breath of the Wild 2. We now have the official name and release date for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom May 12th, 2023. Yeah. It looks so exciting. I'm really excited for it, but uh, it's so far away. <laughs> it's still very far away. That's like eight months away still. Yeah. So it's still a bit of a wait, but it also means we'll probably get to see more things now that they've finally shown us the title of the game. We can most likely see more. So that's super duper exciting. And I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I love Breath of the Wild. From the looks of it, there shouldn't be any Koroks. If there's a single fucking Korok in this game, I'm going to eat it off the side of the Of earth. course there's going to be Korok. <laughs> no! No! I do not want a Korok in my Legend of Zelda game. Anyway, uh, that was the end of the direct. Overall, one of the strongest, if not the strongest direct they have put out this year. A lot of uh, really cool things are shown off. Yeah, I think it had a lot for everyone, and there was just a lot shown. Like, it was 40 minutes, so... Yeah, you gotta love 40-minute directs, because you know you're gonna get a lot. You know you're gonna get one major announcement in a 40-minute direct. And we got, like, three. Pretty, pretty good. Is there anything else you want to bring up about the Nintendo Direct Tales? Um, not necessarily. I'm super excited for Octopath and Bayonetta to come out soon. So, you know. Alrighty. Uh, well, with that, then, with that then, it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the show, which is uh, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, a game that our guest Tails is very, very familiar with. Yeah, uh, so I am a speedrunner and a moderator for the game, so... Uh... I uh, have played it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so what got you into speedrunning uh, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing and All-Star Racing Transformed? So I actually played All-Stars Racing Transformed a lot as a kid. I just uh, was really into it on Xbox, uh, played online. Uh, and then I came back to it um, again on PC later in like 2020 when uh, 
like uh, the, the world current, shut down. Yeah, when the world shut down, I had something to do, and so I just got into it, and then I got to found out about speedrunning, and then I started speedrunning the game, and uh, then I moved over to Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing as well. So what does what does a speedrun in these racing games entail? What does it look like? So they're very different games, but uh, though they all have two major categories. There's glitchless and glitched. And so glitchless, you try and go as fast as possible with like uh, mostly intended mechanics. <laughs> uh, you have a uh, boost chaining, uh, and then they left in a feature where you have double control, so you can drift straight forward in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, and you can really optimize your paths, and it's so much fun. What does a glitched speedrun look like? So, a, a glitched speedrun, uh, uh, it's mostly the same in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Uh, there is some, uh, some tracks where you can drive alongside a wall and then respawn, and you just complete a lap. <laughs> it's oh. crazy how that just works. Uh, for Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, it's super crazy. Uh, it wasn't actually... It's not really ran a lot, because they patched most of it, so you would need a Xbox 360 to really do this category, uh, mm. which most people really don't. But uh, you can... Uh, there is some crazy out-of-bounds. You can go out-of-bounds and pretty much every track and skip huge parts of it. Uh, for example, there's a, a fastest lap time on a track that's 0.6 seconds long. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, okay, that's really fast. Really, really fast. Is there an optimal character and cart combo to use for the games? Uh, so, for Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, it's a uh, a mix between uh, Metal Sonic, Sonic, and Shadow. Those are the only real three you're going to be using. And then Amigo for, like, one track. Oh. For uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, oh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, uh, we have uh, Metal Sonic is a good one. Uh, Shadow can be used. Uh, and then we have Ralph. <laughs> Wreck it Ralph. Wreck it Ralph. He's actually Ralph one of the best character. characters in the game. Uh, and then Aegis, which is a Dreamcast controller kind of character. Yeah. An Outrun card. It looks really cool. And those are really the best characters in the game. Not Danica Patrick from real life Danica Patrick. No, sadly Danica Patrick <laughs> is not very good. <laughs> I just I just remember back when the games were like when ASRT transformed. Or yeah, ASRT was yeah. getting promoted. <laughs> they promoted, hey guys, you can play as Danica Patrick. Cause she was the face of basically the the uh advertising campaign for that game, which was yeah. weird. To say the least. It does have a odd roster, but I love the roster in the game so yeah, very there's much. like, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, you have Danica Patrick. Were there any other weird characters that I'm forgetting? So on PC, they have Football Manager, they have Willemus from Total War, 
<laughs> they have Shogun from Total War as well. is oh is God. crazy. They have a they put in a DLC for Yogg's Cast. Yeah, the Yogg's Cast DLC. I remember that. Jesus. Wow, what a game. And you and we thought uh, Avengers Endgame was the biggest, most ambitious crossover event in history. Nah, it was ASRT. <laughs> yeah. They have everything. They have. They literally have everything. So compared to like other racing games, uh, I know that recent of recently, um, the speedrun analysis dude, whose name I'm blanking on, he most recently put out like a Mario Kart speedrun video on like the crazy things that they were able to execute. Oh yeah. How similar or different do? Are shortcuts in the Sonic racing games? Um, so for the first game, I don't think the for Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, I don't think they're very similar because it's very limited what you can do in that game in terms of shortcuts. Um, but for Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform. It's it's very much I, I think it's almost crazier than Mario Kart games in terms of what shortcuts you can do. And when I started, because most of them weren't actually found um or had been forgotten, I think there's still more out there that are crazy and undiscovered. Uh and I just looked it up. Summoning Salt, that was his name. Yeah, summoning because salt. I'm I'm just like I can't believe i blanked on that what with your speed run times where do you stand on the leaderboards for all the categories that you've done i um run pretty much everything uh i'm fourth right now in sonic and sega all-stars racing uh in the glitchless category and then uh for sonic and sega all-stars racing transformed i'm second place in glitchless and first place in uh glitched so nice so does is the are the main categories doing every course so uh the main categories are all core all cups which uh basically plays every course except for the dlc ones gotcha and are there other other individual cup speed runs as well uh they do exist but they're not really super popular to do uh the most popular thing about them is uh always the time trials time trials are super competitive they're being run even by people who don't really see themselves as speedrunners in the game who just are really competitive and online what would you say one of the most played stage is in the games uh, always the first stage. <laughs> <laughs> the the first track is always the most played, uh, it's the most competition on it. When you play the game casually, what's your favorite course to race on, and what's your favorite character to use? So, I really like um, Dream Valley, which is a track inspired by nights into dreams and i think it's such a cool track because i really enjoy flying in the game and i usually uh used to play tails when i play casually but now i just play ages because you know he's the best <laughs> <laughs> so it was what you get used to for the first game i uh 
didn't really play it too much casually, but I really enjoyed Ocean Ruin. It's like a super long course, but I think there was a lot of things you could do on that one. More on the games casually, what do you what's your like opinion on the games as just casually as a whole? What was like the big draw with the games to get you to play them and com- especially compared to like other popular kart type games as Crash and Mario Kart? So, I think uh especially compared to Mario Kart, there's a the the items feel a lot more balanced. You can avoid basically everything if you're good enough. That's that's the crazy thing. Uh, so like uh, having that, being able to avoid stuff and just being able to you know beat others consistently and it's just it's super competitive. I feel like and there's a huge skill ceiling on the uh, transformed. So yeah. Nice. And then uh, the first game is a lot more casual. I think uh, it's a lot easier to get into. There's not uh, all of these crazy mechanics, and it's just a lot of fun. And both games are on PC now? Uh, Yeah, but uh, the first game, so Sonic and All-Stars Racing, does not have online on PC, which is kind of sad. But they are both there. Okay, yeah, I remember back when I was younger, I played, uh, I was introduced to the Sonic and Sega series with the tennis game that they put out, and I remember it being not the greatest, uh, but then I got Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, and I really enjoyed playing that. I played it on the Wii a lot, and I remember driving a forklift as uh, Ryu, the guy from Shenmue. It was a good time. Um, what's your favorite p- moment within the speed run? What's your favorite part of the speed run? My favorite part, I think, has to be uh, Lava Lair. It's a crazy track lead on. There's this one jump in it that's just complete RNG, if you get it. And it's just uh, suspense of the whole run, because... Uh, my PB loses like 18 seconds on that track. <laughs> Everybody oh else. <laughs> but I just haven't been able to beat it because the rest of the run was so good. What's this RNG on so, this uh, jump? Expl- explain this. So you uh, are going down the lava, uh, the mountain, the volcano here, and you just go for this jump. And if you land at like the right angle on the ground... Uh, the right distance, you get this huge jump that just spring, springs you forward and gives you this huge boost of speed. Oh. Wow. It's very crazy. And it's just RNG of whether you get it or not. Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've tried for like a long time to see if there was a way I could make it consistent. There is not. <laughs> <laughs> How much labbing have, would you say you have done for this game? Or for both games? I have done a lot for Transformed, and I have also done quite a bit for uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, but uh, definitely not the same amount, because it's uh, not as deep. So if you know the path, you can kind of just practice on that path of the track uh which of the two games would is do you prefer so 
that's a very diff difficult question because I think they're both really cool. They they are very different games. So, uh, but right now my favorite is definitely the first one, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Uh, it's just it's easy to get into. You know, there's a huge community around it right now that are all focused on getting better times and new people join every day. So it's just a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, moving to uh, a Todd, I guess you could say the dark time of the Sonic Racing s series. What were your thoughts when Team Sonic Racing first got announced? So when games get announced, I don't really pay too much attention. I just like, um, it's like, cool, that'll come out at some point, And I don't really think about it too much because if I get too hyped, then I'll just be disappointed. <laughs> And what, were your, and what were your thoughts when it came out? So I actually did enjoy it for a little bit, but then uh, once you get into... It's a, it's a really good casual game, but then the lobby system they had was really bad. So uh, a cool thing about Transform was if people were in a game, you could join the lobby while they were in the game and you could just wait for them to be done. Well, yeah, sort of like Mario Kart. Yeah, it's like, but in Team Sonic Racing, that lobby is just non-existent online, so it would lead to like the online completely dying because nobody could find anyone. Wow, <laughs> that's very sad. Yeah, and then there was some major bugs which they never decided to fix. So unfortunate. Uh, what are your thoughts on there ever being another entry within the Sonic Racing series? It's really up in the air. Uh, it depends if Sumo, uh, they can get a deal with Sumo, I guess, again, and they they want to. I don't think uh, Team Sonic Racing sold particularly well, uh, considering it took like over a year for it to even go on sale. <laughs> yeah, and even longer. I well, yeah, roughly like a year later, and it also went free on uh, PlayStation Now. Yeah, and now the new PlayStation Plus system. Yeah, it was really active for a little while on PlayStation, I could see. Okay, um, what's the best way for people who want to speedrun these games or get involved with the community, what's the best way to do that? So uh, we have a combined Discord, which is linked on the, the speedrun.com pages. Um, especially right now for Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, it's super active, a little less for the other games. But uh, that's the place you go and you can answer, ask questions. Uh, there's a few guides on the website as well and then the Discord on how to do stuff. Awesome. That's really dope. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about Sonic and Sega at all? No, I think that's uh, we got around everything pretty much. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, in that case, it's time for us to jump into the bonus level. Community Q&As, a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting things off, we do not have anything on the community corner this week, but that is okay because every week we pose in the Tony's Game Lounge uh, Discord. Uh, you're able to ask us anything. Uh, we open it up and you can ask, you bring your questions and you can find a link to the Discord in the description of the podcast. Or if you switch, swing by our Twitch streams, Twitch streams, you can find it there as well. 
Uh, so we're going to jump into this week in gaming history and see what happened in the past from September 19th to 25th. Starting off on the 19th, 2011, Nintendo releases Kirby Mass Attack for the DS in North America. Uh, on two on the 20th, Capcom uh, 2011, Capcom releases the Resident Evil 4 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in North America. The 21st, 2004, Square Enix released Final Fantasy XI, the Chains of Promethea expansion for the PlayStation 2 in North America. On the 22nd, 2009, Microsoft Game Studios released Halo 3 ODST for the Xbox 360 in North America. On the 23rd, 1999, Enix releases Dragon Quest 1 and 2 Remix for the Game Boy Color in Japan. On the 24th, 2000, Nintendo released Pokemon Puzzle League for the Nintendo 64 in North America. And on the 25th, 2003, Nintendo of America reduced the price of the GameCube to $99 US. And that's what happened this week in gaming history. The achievement of the week is in Metal Hellsinger. It's Highway to Hell, which is to get 666 kills. And the game of the week is going to return to Monkey Island. The classic old series now being brought anew. And that is everything this week in the Game Lounge. Tails, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it was a joy to be on. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? So... I don't really do too much. Uh, I stream once in a while on Twitch on the Tails underscore DK. And then uh, the the place you'll find me the most is in the racing Discord. Uh, I'll always be answering questions in there. I'm active there, so you can always find me there. Excellent. And of course, you can find me over at uh, Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. And you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter. That's Radio with a zero, uh, by the way, because uh, I think Radio Tony was taken. So that's why it's a zero. Uh, so that's where you can find me. Uh, and of course, be sure to like and share the podcast. It helps us grow. It helps us get uh, more people on. And it brings more people like you into our community uh, that we have going. Uh, Tails, thank you once again for coming on the podcast. It was a blast to learn all things about the Sonic and Sega racing games. Yeah, it was a joy to tell about it. And hopefully we'll see the community starts growing even more. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. We will be back next week with a brand new episode in a brand new location on the Tony's Game Lounge World Tour. We'll see you back here in the Game Lounge. Bye! Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.